Our script, our scripture this morning is from the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter, verses 31 through 46, page 27 in your pew Bible, or projected. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep on his right hand, and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are cursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick, and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison? and did not take care of you. Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of God for all God's people. Oh Lord, we thank you for this passage of scripture that is so familiar to many of us. On this Christ the King Sunday, it seems only appropriate that we should contemplate what it means to follow your kingship, to be a part of your kingdom. And so these words that come from 
the parable that you shared with your disciples, they become poignant reminders for us today to live our lives in such a way that we see you and the people who are around us, the people who are hurting, the people who are in need. So in these few moments, Lord, we pray that you might refresh our memory of this passage of Scripture, but more importantly, that you might refresh the spirit within us that causes us to want to be more like you and to follow in your footsteps. So speak to us, Lord. Your servants are listening. Amen. In 1885, Russian author Leo Tolstoy wrote a short story called Where Love Is, God Is. It was made into a claymation uh, video by Will Vinton in 1977 called Martin the Cobbler. Now the movie, uh, and if you've not had a chance to see it, I encourage you to uh, Google it and uh, maybe you might have to buy it from Amazon. I'm not sure how. It's uh, because it is a 1977 movie, but it's well worth well worth seeing. The movie begins with Martin in his workshop, and he's despondent, and he lives only for his work. His oldest child and wife died when he himself was a young man, leaving him with his remaining child to raise. And when his son finally reached the age to help him in his shop, the boy fell ill and he died leaving Martin completely alone, so you can understand why he was so despondent. It was during this time of sadness that a holy man appeared in his shop, and the holy man had a a leather-bound Bible that he wanted Martin to repair. But Martin told the man that he wasn't wasn't worthy. He didn't didn't feel worthy enough to to do this because of his, his own despair. In so many words, he was telling the holy man that he had lost his faith and that he felt God had left him. But the holy man insisted and left the Bible with Martin and told him that he would return in a few days to pick it up. Well, that night, Martin began to read the old Bible, and in it he found a story of a, of a rich man who invited Jesus to dinner but treated him poorly. Martin was so appalled at uh, the man's behavior, and in fact, he said to himself, you know, that he would never have been so unwelcoming. Soon, Martin fell asleep and began to dream, and in the dream, a voice called out to him, Martin, Martin, look into the street tomorrow, for I shall come. So the next day, Martin seemed to have a renewed spirit. He couldn't take his eyes off his window. He was desperate to see the Lord, whom he thought had abandoned him. Since his shop was below street level, he was able to see only the feet of those who passed by. And as he looked, he saw the feet of Stepanich, a friend, as he shuffled along in the snow. Martin went quickly to his door and invited his old friend into his shop out of the cold. 
and he offered him some hot tea. Now later, after his, uh, his friend left, Martin saw the feet of a young woman who was carrying a child in her arms, and she was shivering in the cold. Martin again ran to the door and invited the woman into, into his shop. He took the child into his arms as its uh, mother rested herself at his table. And then he took a shawl from, that was hanging on, on a hook on the wall, and he gave the shawl to the woman and to the child as he gave the child back, back to its mother. He wrapped the shawl around the young woman. It happened to be the shawl that had once covered the shoulders of, of his wife and nestled the life of his youngest child. As the mother and child left his shop, Martin seemed filled with a, a deep sense of satisfaction. And so then he went back to his gazing out the window. And that's when he saw an old woman across the street carrying a basket of apples. Suddenly, a boy ran up from behind her back and took one of the apples out of her basket, only to have her turn around and grab the boy by his arm. And she began screaming at him, causing Martin to run from his shop and uh, call out to the woman to stop. He told her that young people needed a better example. Then he took one of the apples out of the, out of the basket and he gave it to the boy. As he returned to his shop, he, he looked back out the window and he saw the boy helping the old woman down the street, arm in arm, one hand in the hand of the woman and the other hand holding the basket of apples as he helped her through the snow. Now, as the day drew to a close, Martin sat down at his workbench in despair. He had not seen the Lord that day, he thought to himself. Then he put down his head and he fell asleep. In his sleep, he had another vision. And in this vision, he, had, he saw his three visitors reappear one after the other. First, his friend Stepanich stepped out of the darkness and said to him, It is I. Then the young woman with the child appeared, and she said, It is I. Finally, the old woman stepped forward and said, It is I. The Lord had indeed come to visit Martin that day. You see, God was showing Martin the cobbler that Christ is closer than you think. When the old cobbler opened the Bible the holy man had left for him to repair, his eyes fell upon the passage that read, like our scripture this morning, truly I tell you, just as he did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Isn't that what the kingdom of God is all about? Isn't that the kind of king... Christ revealed himself to be to all who follow him. The king of love is closer than you think. He's in every person who needs a friend, in every mother in need of warm encouragement, in every relationship that longs for reconciliation. Yes, Christ the king is in the lives of people who hunger and thirst 
who are strangers to us, who are stripped bare of their self-worth, who are sickened by the injustices that surround them, who are prisoners of their loneliness and despair. You know, too often we are like the knight in search of the Holy Grail who spent his whole life traveling the world in search of that elusive relic of God's presence. Only to find when he returned home years later that it was waiting for him at his own front door. Simply put, the king of love is closer than you think. My question to you is, who is that person you have looked right through, you know, walked past or simply ignored? Who is that one person you have struggled to love? Might be someone very close to home. Is he or she someone who is different? Someone who holds a different opinion or challenges your own? That could very well be the Christ who's calling out to you, it is I. Because you see, the king of love is closer than you think. If you feel that God is far away, if you think that God has abandoned you or simply no longer exists, then go out and love your neighbor. Go care for somebody. Show kindness. Lose yourself in the needs of another human being. That's where you'll find God. The king of love is closer than you think. In our scripture lesson today, when Jesus told his disciples the story of the king who separated uh, the sheep from the goats, he wasn't trying to make us uh, feel guilty as much as it may seem that way. And he, he wasn't trying to frighten his listeners, his disciples, and us for that matter, frighten them into loving other people by warning them of some future judgment, though you could perhaps read that into the lesson. What I think he was really trying to do was to teach them and teach us that God's kingdom is a realm in which everyone is as valuable, as sacred, and as special as Christ. The ruler of this kingdom is simply as close to you as the next person you meet. Several years ago, I, um, I heard the story of a church that was constantly being broken into. Nothing was ever stolen. But it was clear that someone was entering the church and playing on the pool table that had been placed there for the, for the youth of the congregation. One night, uh, two boys broke into the church and made their way to the, to the pool room. And they pulled down the cue sticks, they racked the balls, and they began to play pool. And then suddenly, out of the dark shadow of the corner of the room, the pastor appeared. And he looked really sternly at these two boys And then he stretched out his hand, and then he opened it, and in it were the keys to the church. And he said, here, come as often as you like. Now, this is a true story. Um, One of those boys was so moved by the love that he experienced that night that years later, 
he became a pastor himself. And he is the one who told this story. In fact, uh, in United Methodist Communications, that was turned into a, a short video. And in fact, there was an um, interview of him and I. I've searched high and low for that and haven't been successful in finding it. I have it somewhere in all of my belongings. But like I said, it was a true story. He, he tells the story, and what he says is that he had learned firsthand that Christ is closer than you think. The king of love, you see, is closer than you think. When Jesus entered Jerusalem on that first Palm Sunday, the scriptures tell us that the people waved palm branches and cried out, Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. The Bible also tells us that he didn't come into the city seated on a chariot and followed by an army of soldiers. Rather, he came on a donkey, a symbol of humility and peace. He had spent his entire ministry healing the sick, eating with sinners, and washing his disciples' feet. And furthermore, he seemed to have a particular compassion for the poor and the outcast. Why? Because that was the kind of king that he was. And that was the kind of kingdom he was ushering in. Christ did not choose a crown of jewels. He chose a crown of thorns. Not to judge us, but to save us from our own self-centeredness and lack of love. Truly, I tell you, Jesus is telling us today, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. The king of love is closer than you think. If you choose to love him, if you choose to follow him, you won't have to look very far. Let us pray. Lord, forgive us for not seeing you when you are right next to us. Forgive our blindness. Help us to see you and then to respond to your needs. Amen.